Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Lost Hero, Chapter 7, Jason. As soon as Jason saw the house, he knew he was a dead man. Here we are, Drew said cheerfully. The big house, camp headquarters. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. So Period. <laughs> Period, queen, you tell him. Tell him. Period, queen, you tell him. <laughs> Ava, Neve. My period queens. <laughs> I'm okay. I come off as 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 I was meant to. Do. It was a little funny. <laughs> um, I'm okay. I mean, I I move in in nine days. Very exciting. Um, except it's funny because I still I move in a day early, and I'm still going to be like the last of our friends to move in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm getting my stuff together. Um. And I'm just still watching a lot of Criminal Minds and it's absolutely overtaking 99% of my brain. I'm going to be really annoying about it when I get to school. So <laughs> you've been warned. <laughs> Excited for it. Yeah. I have been good. Um, <laughs> I've been good. Um, I've been in RA training for two days and I am already absolutely wiped. Um, <laughs> so exhausting, but like, it truly is so much fun. I really, really love my job. If anyone out there is considering being an RA, you should be an RA. It is such a good time, or at least I think it is. <laughs> it is so fun for me. Um, so at least I'm doing something fun and that is making me so unbelievably tired, <laughs> but overall good. How are you, Brayden? I can't, I feel that like is, I kind of know. <laughs> that, what a loaded question, Neve. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking maybe we'll keep it light for the podcast, but we we will keep it light for the podcast. Um, keep the truth. <laughs> I I I could not. I I would take about a two hour long podcast to explain my. Oh my god, <laughs> that'd be a limited se- <laughs> return to can half what Brayden describes what he's been going through recently. That's literally a mini series. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, a lot's happened since we last talked on this podcast. And um, let's just say we're moving on. Today Today was a not a bad day. Alexa um, play a way back to then. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. So much has happened. Again, the brief summary for you guys is that uh, I had a bad time. This was a bad time. <laughs> um, but I think we're starting to get to the other side of it. Just so many things happened that you never expect to ever happen. And now we're going to move on. And it's, it's going to be fun. So true. I had a good day today. I got a lot of, pu- I did a lot of puzzling. Oh I spent, we love that. I had a nice break between rehearsals today. And so I did a lot of puzzle. Um, 
and I'm here now. And I was like, after all of this week, I don't know how I'm going to record a podcast. And then I was like, I actually like really need to record this right now, <laughs> right now. Um, so yeah, it's nice. It's nice to be doing this at the moment. Uh, welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. Uh, please ignore Brayden's bad week. We're going to have a good time on this episode. <laughs> uh, this week, we are talking about The Last Hero, chapters 7 through 10, uh, through the theme of transparency. I'm still not used to not saying the chapter titles because there are none. I know, um, yeah. But it's it's Jason and Piper. That helps. Yeah. Anyone with anything? <laughs> I think this week it's my turn to summarize. Who knows? I'm I'm doing it this week. Whether it's my turn or not, I'm taking it on the chin and I'm doing it. Um, who would like to time me? I can pull up a a little time. I mean, you could also not time me. No, I think we're gonna free reign. <laughs> We're do remember we're doing uh, uh, forty five seconds now. Yes, because we did a minute for Fran and it was too easy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, the rules they can change every week if we want them to. That's true. That's true. Okay, I've got it. Three, two, one, go. All right, Chiron is a horse centaur. Oh my god! And Jason sees leopard eat Hera, um, Roman, and oh my god, fuck! Uh, Piper, she's she's she really is jealous. Her dad is is a celebrity, um, but her dad's assistant doesn't like her. Send her off to wilderness school, and um, Piper jealous. There is a prophecy. Uh, Piper. Uh, it gets beautiful, <laughs> um, but she was always beautiful on the inside. She's just not like other girls. Uh, and they all go on a quest because there's a prophecy that is really on the nose. Um, that was the worst I've ever done. Um, it was, I thought it was pretty funny. Not terrible. You got a lot of it. Thank you. That's that's that really summarizes my mental state right now. Um, to to explain what what where I was in the minutes before recording this, I spent our entire rehearsal uh, with my hands in my sleeves, pretending to be Ariana Grande. Um, to something oh, wow. that that I don't think anyone else thought was as funny as I did, but I entertained myself. That was the only thing I was doing. I was not like doing an impression of Ariana Grande. All I was doing was the sleeve thing where I was like holding stuff with <laughs> with my my sleeve hands. Um, and I thought it was very funny. But then I my hand was funny and I gave up. Who has a song? <laughs> I have a song. I can go. <laughs> Um, okay, so I guess to rationalize this, even though I don't technically have to, as we've learned, um, I it's kind of about like, like it sounds like it's about a prophecy. It's not at all. It's just about like New York, but like it sounds like it's about a prophecy. <laughs> so um, there's one that's like, there's a lyric that's like, actually, I don't fully remember, so I'm not going to misquote, but the song is called New York Morning. Um, it's by Elbow. <laughs> it's the one song I know by Elbow. I'm going to be so honest. I don't know if they're a band or a person, 
<laughs> because I um they're actually I, a body part. Well, yes. Um, how could I be so dense? No, but also uh, a pasta. So true. Oh my god. Most Very importantly, true. perhaps. Yeah, no, very accurate. I do love that pasta shape. But um, yeah, I like heard it in this online concert that I saw during COVID, and I was like, this is good. <laughs> so here we are. Here we are. Aren't we all here? Mm. I picked a song as well. Oh, one of my hooks. What you can cut hooks? that out or not. Something well. Oh, no. um, well, this episode, it has to be posted right after we get log off. So it will be in the episode. <laughs> one of my command hooks fell, guys. Very sad. Um, I picked a song. Uh, another one that I guess I'm becoming notorious for just picking things and not explaining them. But I think this one is a little bit better, like more self-explanatory. It's This Must Be My Dream by the 1975. Um, obviously the title, like, duh, there's a lot of a lot of visions happening in this set of chapters. However, the lyrics don't really relate to what's going on that much, but the vibe does. I No, I agree. That's fair. I agree. Uh, my song, in my tradition, I have an overly complicated explanation for why I chose it. Period. <laughs> I chose Save Your Tears, uh, but specifically the featuring Ariana Grande version important because i think the message of the song relates to what piper is going through in these chapters because um she's very upset she's going through a really just distressing and traumatic time on a lot of different levels um but she knows she can't be upset about this and she's being proactive and so she is saving her tears for another day Mm. i love that yeah i like that thank you and I honestly can't think of any of the other lyrics to that song off the top of my head. So I just went off the Save Your Tears for Another Day line. That's also fair. <laughs> what do we forget from these chapters? Whole thing. Ava. No, well, now here's what I didn't forget. Um, Piper claimed. I, maybe we rename this, this, this section. What did we remember? <laughs> Piper claimed. Piper claimed. This I know. <laughs> in quite dramatic fashion, which yeah. I... Yeah, I, I don't disagree. That is what I remembered. I forgot, I keep forgetting about her dad plot line, though it's so interesting. So it, it's making me enjoy reading that plot line because it's new to me. Yeah. It truly isn't. I've read this book enough that I should remember that, but. Well, but like, you know, you forget a certain amount of times and everything is new. I'm to the point where I just don't remember where I stopped. Like, was it during Mark of Athena? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got to give us some forgiveness, guys. I left my keys, like, in a public bathroom today and just walked away. So... Please, I've uh, done that when I've had a good week. <laughs> well, actually, actually, the more impactful... I've lost my keys a bunch this week. The The biggest one was in Target. Um, I I spent the majority of our time in Target not carrying my keys around. Hmm. And then I got to the checkout line and my roommate was like, um, where are your keys for the car? And I said, good question. Great and, question. Then, and then I ordered tiles from Amazon right then and there. 
yeah. you know, those things. That At least you're being proactive about it. Well, actually, so I'm going to be honest for a minute. There's no reason to lie to you on this podcast. I went to order tiles and then it suggested to me a Cruella Pop Funk. So I now own a Cruella Pop Funk, but I do not own a tile. <laughs> and this is why we're friends. <laughs> That's funny. I actually don't even know if I finished buying the Cruella Pop Funk. I'll find out eventually, I'm sure. If it just doesn't show up. Because <laughs> I also left my wallet in an Applebee's this week. Yeah, I mean, I've left my, my card in a drive-thru and had to put my car in reverse. Oh, no, it was for three days. I realized oh. three days. I had an eventful week. There was reasons why I wasn't looking for my wallet, to, to be fair. But I lost it on Wednesday, and I did not realize till Friday that I did not have it. And I was in the middle of moving. Oh, wow. I've had a oh, lot. Wow. I've had a lot going on. But the point is, I also lose stuff. Therefore, we get some grace in forgetting things from this children's book. Yes. That's the summary. So true. Um, I forgot... Well, I didn't forget that Jason gets to lead this quest, but I forgot that this is when we find that out. Made me kind of sad, not gonna lie. Go home. Go <laughs> back to where you came from. Go back to Camp Jupiter. It also is like so crazy that he just like, I mean, I know it's explained the process in which he gets to lead this quest, but also like, what was the process in selecting him to lead this quest? <laughs> like, it's so annoying. They're just like, Please do it, man. Like, okay. They're like, you're weird. That's probably... It's, just, it's truly just you're weird. Because at least it is similar. I know that Rick was definitely trying to create like a similar Percy arc. Percy just kind of shows up and they're like, you have to lead this quest. And he has like no experience and no reason to lead the quest, right? And they're like doing that again. However, with Percy, it made a little more sense just because he had just defeated a Minotaur with out of nowhere and then he was the one accused of stealing the thing he was looking for so obviously he had to at least go on the quest to like prove his innocence but also like and they were like i guess you can lead it too because you have shown you have weird mysterious fighting skills that came out of nowhere what is jason's reason <laughs> he's weird. No like sense. literally just because he's weird it's like i guess you know like more like poetic like plot way like he's the thing that's stolen therefore but like in a way of like the sense of the people at the camp why because it makes sense for the plot but it does not make sense for them to choose to let him do this yeah that's the problem also okay actually we will get there in the theme section i will i will hold off the slander for a minute um (laughs) any other things we forgot (laughs) That's pretty much it. All right, we'll take a quick break and then I have things to say. He has things. All right, we're back. Our theme this week is transparency. The first place I would like to go with transparency is Chiron. Okay, I I just knew it. I just knew it. See, the thing is like everything that he does bad in, in the first series, in this series, tenfold, tenfold worse. It is true. I know he like, okay, whatever swear swore on the river sticks but 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 like why cannot say nothing why why just run away and not help 
why it was so frustrating when he was like, oh, I know something, you're strange, but how? But because he like there's no need for him to drop his like cryptic hints. If you're not if you can't don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's true. It's my Chiron rant for the day. For the day. Can't wait to get so many more of these. <laughs> I mean, the river sticks thing definitely put a damper on the whole being more transparent plan if yeah. there ever was but like still yeah i think that's pretty big it's just, he also doesn't he also does the same thing that he does in the first year well in the first series we learned pretty quick that it's chronos but in this he's like there's a big bad i can't tell you what it is why why can't you tell us what it is? That there's there maybe you can't tell us about Camp Jupiter because we need some suspense in this book. Oh, where, where's Jason from? I get it from a, a writing standpoint. We can't get the answer yet. And like, oh, you're supposed to be dead. What? Okay. Anyways, uh, what? why not just tell tell them about the giants in in Gaia? Ooh, we're gonna have to decide how to pronounce that name. I think okay. I think yeah. Gaia or Gia. Oh, I say Gaia. Now I don't know. I know, because I said Gaia, and then I was like, am I right? I like it. All right, Gaia it is, from this yeah, point we'll forward. Hmm. Anyways, why did he not tell us about it? Why? There's no reason. I <laughs> Maybe I'm just this angry because I've had, I had a long week. Um, but... <laughs> Like, oh my God, I am tired of figures in authority not being transparent with the people that they owe things to because it really sucks when someone you trust to, um, that is supposed to be responsible for you is on a, is not transparent and set like drops cryptic answers that they have a reason for not saying this, but they actually won't do it or won't give you productive tools to help. Even if they can't say anything, you should be able to get productive tools to help the people that is your responsibility, it is your job, it is your obligation to be helping. And so just to to drop things, make people stressed, and then just not actually follow up, not actually do your job, not actually care about the people you're supposed to be caring about. The gods trusted Chiron to care for their kids, and he is doing a shitty job. If you could not tell, that was not just about Chiron. <laughs> Chiron is very representative of institutional failure of um, students. Hmm. That's at least how I take it. <laughs> something Not- is something I just ranted for a while. No, I mean, I was just going to say like, I don't know. I have my thoughts on Chiron and they're a little different, but I think it's also partially because like I see him as representing something a little bit different, but um I do think that like, no matter how much slack I do sometimes give him, like just because of like my difference in perspective, I guess it is a little dumb to be like, I have to tell you something, but I can't like, then don't say you have to tell them something. Just be like, well, like there's this thing that I cannot inform you of, unfortunately, not like, Hey, this, but actually no, like I, you know, you got to be upfront from the beginning about how you can't share the thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm going to flesh out what I mean when he's representing an institution a little more, just to make it make more sense. Because I see Chiron in this position in which we have the, the institution that is the gods. They are a system of power. They are, um, but in the way that Rick has set up their system of power, they are also a closed institution in which there's tiers, there's tiers of gods, but the gods are over the, the mortals. And I just see that this as any institution in which there is, is power uh, between one group versus another group. And I, it makes me think of colleges and you have, or school, school systems in general, American school systems, where it's, you have administration and faculty in tiered with each other, but you know what I mean, like major gods, minor gods. And then you have uh, students, the campers, and then you have people whose job it is to advocate for the students, for the campers in this metaphor, to the higher tiers of this institution and the higher tiers of this system. And if that is their job and they're not fulfilling their job, there is no connection between the higher levels of this institution and, and the lower levels, the people that this institution is supposed to be servicing. Because the gods on their own are just powerful beings doing bullshit. They don't actually have power without mortals, without demigods because then there is nothing to have power over. And therefore Chiron's role is, is necessary because it is, he is a, an in-between of both. He does not belong with either, but he also belongs to both. And so he, I think it is, I think that's why I feel so pressured to hold him accountable for his actions because he is, whether it's fair to Chiron as an individual person, he's in a position where there's a lot of pressure on him and he has a lot of responsibility to a lot of different people and so when he fucks up whether it's forgivable or not there are huge ramifications and that's what i see here in which i think a lot a little bit of more transparency in the systems of how things are working could have prevented an issue this because caron not saying anything because he is mandated by higher powers not to say anything. Because this is this is the same thing as like your boss telling you you can't say something and not doing it because you'll get fired. I mean, it's death, but like similar ideas. <laughs> and, oh my God, I lost my train of thought. But we see the ramifications across this book that because Chiron doesn't say anything because he has this oath where he, he can't, he can't tell the camps about one another, he, that leads to a war between the two camps. And so there are huge ramifications. There is loss of life. There is, there is violence because he is too afraid of the ramifications of breaking the rules of the system that are in place, which is why I have more respect for Hera in this series, because she, against the, her better judgment and against knowing the ramifications still proceeds to work around the rules set in place 
to put in this plan that is a little fishy. That is, it's not necessarily the nicest way to go about it. She is unafraid and commits to trying to solve this issue the best way she can. All right, my lecture is done. Naps. Now the Q&A section. (laughs) (laughs) Now the Q&A section. We have five minutes for questions. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's totally legit. I mean, not like you need like our validation or anything, but like, I, yeah, that's totally legitimate. Thank you. Yeah. Where else do we see transparency? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think this is interesting. Um, It's a little weird like maybe I'm just like missing something big I don't know I I didn't get the most sleep last night I yeah um but it's really it's interesting to me how like when Piper accidentally used charm speak you know with everybody in the camp and Drew was somehow resistant to it um there's a strange bit of like her being able to see and understand like through this fog that no one else is able to, you know, see. And it's like Piper's only transparent to her and it's not by Piper's choice. Um, And I think that, you know, that probably comes from like being related, but like, I don't know. I just think it's interesting because I don't, I could be wrong, but I don't think the book specified that the rest of the Aphrodite kids who were there didn't get put under Piper's, you know? I think I I like that you brought this up because I think charms, the charm speak that Piper does, like that's her skill. And like Drew has it too, but not all the Aphrodite kids do. So like, at least we know that like, because it's, I think Charm Speak is kind of inconsistent in like magic world building throughout this series. Um, Cause I think it ends up developing into like uh, maybe a little OP. Um, but I, th- I think that brings up an interesting question in like a writing way of Rick isn't super transparent about how this Charm Speak, how this skill like talent magic power works in in these books and so it it leaves more questions up for interpretation but also is it almost makes it more powerful like do we think that that you always need to be super transparent with these things in order for them to work hmm. that's an interesting question I honestly, I'm not sure. I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I think transparency, like another kind of big theme with transparency and charm speak is kind of like, you know, are you only truly transparent with those who have the same abilities or focuses or talents as you? And then what does that say about your inner self and how it can get 
distorted by the other people who can see you for who you are, you know, then it becomes a like game within a game of like, I within the game. No, literally. I I need to know what the game within the game is. Well, talk about drag race for a minute, but like, guys, if anyone out there is watching drag race, I am sick of this season. I'm sick of it. I need to know. I can't deal with this anymore. Wait, can I just, okay. There's going to be a brief spoiler for a minute. I just want to ask Ava and Neve if everyone's caught up or doesn't care, don't skip. We're just going to reveal maybe people in the top four. Um, Who do you want to win? I'm not quite caught up. Okay. You guys can talk though because it's... I know most things. Okay. Okay. I won't. I won't spoil. Okay, we won't spoil it for you. Who do you? Probably mm-hmm. later. But Ava still know, wants to know who we want to win. Actually, well, I'm gonna say who I want to win. Actually, no, I don't want to spoil it. Just say who you want to win. Like that—that's fine. You know. I want Kylie to win. Hmm. Okay. I have. I, I have an. I have another per. Two other people that I'm happy with winning. So I had to remember who was in the Kylie final. Since the beginning, so I agree. I know oh. I've, I've been Team Kylie the whole time. So really, oh yeah, girl, I was Team Jan. <laughs> well, or I I was no surprise that Ava liked Jan. Jan was no, I like Jan. I just like it's very in character for you to like Jan. It is because I loved Rose and like they have oh, Stephanie's child. <laughs> Anyways, you do bring up a good point about transparency. <laughs> I, I, th- I think it, it just makes me think about how I'm going to use like I'm manipulation as mo- mostly an example, but like you can notice when people being are being manipulative when they're being manipulative in the same way that you are. Yeah. Manipulative really works because that's what charm speak is, but it's like you recognize behaviors that you do yourself. Yeah. And yeah. And that's what kind of human interaction is just so fucking complicated. Like, I feel like that's the moral of the story. Like, I don't know. I feel like this little game within a game. Thank you, RuPaul, you know, that I was talking about is kind of like, like your perception, which is a reflection, I guess some would argue of like who you are um, is suddenly decreased to like, you are now only being perceived by this tiny group of people. And like, you know, the reflection of who you are can change drastically. And that can give you a whole identity crap, you know, like that's crazy. <laughs> and so like is transparency, which is typically, I feel like in our society kind of revered, like, is it actually a negative and a terrifying thing? Like who knows not to get dark. Yikes. But like, woo, <laughs> didn't know where I was going with that. As Michael Scott says, Sometimes I just start talking and I never know where it's going <laughs> to paraphrase, but yeah. Yep. I think that like is a good point about like, that makes me think about confidentiality. Hmm. Like, there are some circumstances in which you can't be transparent in order to protect other people. Like going back to my metaphor, like it's like thinking of Chiron too, like, I, the reason I have a problem with Chiron in this situation is because he's he's withholding information from people who 
the information affects directly and who it is about them. But it's important to like keep um, things confidential such as like other people's medical history and things like that. Like not everyone's at liberty to know because it's not your business. It doesn't affect you. So sometimes I guess transparency can be betrayal. Ooh, <gasps> that's a good one. That's a sound bite. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, news crews. We'll take you now. <laughs> Any more thoughts on transparency? All right. Sass moments. All right, who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go first. Oh. Jinx, you owe me a soda. I'll buy you one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Each other in the dining hall. That's true. You're going to buy me a soda from the dining hall that I already paid for? Then I don't have to buy you anything. I can just get you one. That's true. I'm, I'm going to sit at, at lunch tomorrow and wait for Neve to carry a, a Dr. Pepper over to me. I literally bet. I actually will. All right. My line is 123. She could tell it was Latin, but she wasn't sure why her hopefully future boyfriend was suddenly chanting like a Catholic priest. Um, there are many levels to why this is funny, and I will break it down for you. One, hopefully future boyfriend. Very funny because she already thought they were dating. It's a weird situation. I like it. Chanting like a Catholic priest. Funny delivery. Also, what's funny? Catholic priests. Is that true? I don't think it is. Anyways, can someone start talking. Can be if you want it to be. Um, mine was just when Jason walked into Karen's office and he said, Karen started to smile at Jason. Then the color drained from his face. You, the centaur signs flared like a cornered animal. You should be dead. I know that was supposed to be like, ooh, like dramatic moment. I was laughing my ass off. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? You have no memories. And this man turns around and goes, you should be dead. I would lose my mind. Like, that is so funny. <laughs> I also have a little Jason Chiron moment. Um, Jason imagined the truck's reversing noises. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> as the centaurs all around. Yeah, that was also good. No, and it keeps going. Disappeared in the chair, folded up, popping out a set of fake human legs, blah, blah, blah. Follow me, he ordered. We have lemonade. <laughs> Yes, it really got yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, I will go first with my offering for this week because, for once, I am have strong conviction for both my offerings and my votes off. Um, surprise, surprise! My offering is for Piper. Damn it! Um, I just love Piper. <laughs> But, like, also, um, just, like, what we're talking about, like, she, uh, I mean, her fucking dad situation fucking sucks. Um, I, I, I will note that we have now started marking our episodes as explicit. Um, 
Well, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> but I, I also just have a lot of admiration for like what I brought up when I brought up my song because she is really powering through. She doesn't need to like, but she's very strong and she needs to learn how to ask for help. And that's also what my offering is for like, for people who feel like they can't ask for help when they need it. Um, yeah, go off. Yeah. Well, Daphne was also for Piper for pretty much the exact same reasons. However, I will go with my backup, which is unsurprisingly, Rachel. She did not really do much in this chapter except like bear, like talk, have a very deep emotional conversation with Piper, like trying to cheer her up after like a really, and then bear like terrible news that like the prophecy has started. So sending her strength. She has had a tough job. Even though it's like minor, it's like not easy in these two chapters. So true. Absolutely. Go off. Okay, I'm going to split mine in half. Um, so half is for Piper because of course it is. But also I split mine in half because I didn't want to give a full one to the second person. <laughs> like, gr- like, good job, but like, you know. My second half is for Leo because he kept his mouth shut the whole time. <laughs> like, giving half to Leo for not talking. I mean, he didn't say anything insulting to anyone, um, which is pretty big. But, um, well, but also, he, you know, he offered um, to be helpful and he showed that he cared about his friend that he had previously eased to wit's end when he had just, literally just woken up with freaking amnesia. So, like, I don't know, serious and good and so- and not rude. <laughs> so good job. <laughs> My vote off for this week, I'm going to keep on theme and I'm going to vote off Chiron, but I'm going to note slash the institution. Yeah. Everything that he represents. <laughs> Who are you voting off? Ava, go first. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think it's... I think it's pretty... Ugh, I don't like doing conventional ones because I think it's so much less fun. Um, but Drew, I mean, why are we ripping on Piper like that? Like, I think here's my thing with girl support girls like absolutely but also like anyone who no place to like tell us to do that but so so saying you don't have to like every woman in the world that's really not what it's about it's just about like not tearing people down unnecessarily and like drew you don't have to like piper you don't have to be friends but like stop shitting on her unnecessarily like it's really really unnecessary oh my god <laughs> i just how many times am i going to say the word unnecessary I, a lot because it is so i don't know i um i'm gonna go with piper's dad's 
existent in her dream. Oh, what's her name? I don't know. Is it Jenny? No. Jenny. It's definitely not Jenny. Susan? No. Susan? No. That's closer. Susan feels right, but like, I don't know. The assistant. Karen? No. No. It's Karen Karen. is just what it feels like it should be. I agree. It's like, oh my God, it's on the tip of my tongue. I know. I'm trying to find it now. Um, it is that um, woman who is mean. Yeah. She calls Jane. Her, Jane. Yup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will put it all in as Piper's dad's assistant, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck her. <laughs> to put it <laughs> simply. Yeah. Alrighty, folks. That's all for this week. <laughs> Join us next week where we will be discussing chapters 11 through 14 through the theme of connection. I'm so pressured to do a British accent, but I'm not good at it. We're at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a website, returntocamp.com. We have a coffee account and a Redbubble store. So check those out. Why was that funny? The enthusiasm was... (laughs) (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Thank you for listening to me rant. (laughs) Always. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.